Customers can be kind of scared off because when you think of a full-scale bat system, it's, it's kind of daunting um, and cost is obviously a, a big factor in that decision. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. Welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today, we're doing a follow-up episode on our previous, what is batch processing and do you need it? So today, what we're going to do, I am joined again by Steve Stephen Hazelton. He is my batch expert for the day. And again, he is a senior systems integrator for Rovasis. So Stephen, welcome back. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, Austin, uh, it's good to be with you again. So... In our last episode, we, we walked through, you know, what is batch? Do I need it? Uh, again, so we've identified, yes, we do, with the help of uh, McNaughton McKay and companies like Rovasis. So in this sense, you know, where do we start? What kind of batch solutions are out there and, and what do we need to assess moving forward? You know, most customers are surprised to find out that there's not a one-size-fits-all solution, you know, for batch. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I believe, you know, there's a whole range of processes and where they fall on the spectrum uh, between, as we talked about in our previous segment, between kind of a a non-batch process to a batch process. And there's a lot of processes kind of in that middle ground. Well, and I would imagine if, if this is like Legos, as we discussed in the last episode, that's kind of the point, right? Is it's, it's modular and it's intended to to not be one size fits all. Yeah. And that concept of one size fits all, I think I've experienced this firsthand with customers is customers can be kind of scared off because when you think of a full scale bat system, it's it's kind of daunting. um, And cost is obviously a a big factor in that decision, but these are typically engineers and they know they're going to have to maintain this system. Mm -hmm. So the idea of a a full scale system kind of is, a little overwhelming sometimes and, and could scare customers away from implementing a, a, bat, a needed batch solution sure. where there's obviously scalable options. That is the perspective that I have on it. And that's why I was happy to have you jump on this topic for me is it always, it, it's like if the term batch comes up, everybody throws their hands up and seems like they want to walk out of the room. So uh, it it does seem daunting. Maybe that's because there's a lot involved with it. And maybe that's because people aren't a hundred percent certain of what all that involvement includes. So I'm guessing there's different levels, but because you've Mm -hmm. been talking about this full scale batch system, what, what all does that involve? And and is it really that scary? So this discussion of what kind of batch solution fits a process once you, you know, determine that a batch solution would be warranted that's primarily driven by the process characteristics. Okay. And so a full-scale batch system to start with would be essentially a server-based system. And what I mean by that is you have a primary batch server uh, in combination with a SQL server. Um, And that batch server is your main 
kind of brain of the batch system, the main batch engine, mm-hmm. uh, and the SQL servers there to house uh, recipe information and, and reporting could be auditing data as well. So it's a server-based system. The batch server has a reporting engine uh, that's built in. That built-in option for reporting doesn't have to be utilized. Sometimes you see a third-party solution interacting with the, the SQL server. Mm-hmm. Then you have a batch interface, which is like an HMI, uh, although it's separate from a process HMI. It's geared towards interfacing to that batch server and driving the batch system. So in terms of hierarchy, would that be like a level above the process HMI? Yeah, the the batch, a good way to to look at it is the batch system, uh, at least a full-scale batch system, sits on top of your current process uh, control environment sure um, and sits on top of it and interacts and basically interfaces to your existing system okay. to, to run the the batch model that makes sense yep and then you typically with a full-scale system you have a you know engineering station where you go into the batch server and do your configuration of your area model and your recipes uh, then you have the control system itself that it sits upon. That's where your control modules and EMs or equipment modules, that's where the logic lives is in your native controller. And that's those modular pieces that we talked about in the previous episode. Exactly. That's your building blocks. Uh, And then you can even have uh, in a full scale system, you can even have an enterprise level, which sits upon the batch level uh, and pushes down batch uh, the actual batches that you would run mm. and can also be used to configure your recipes. I'm not sure that you're making this sound any easier than I thought it was, but, <laughs> but essentially it just sounds like the full scale system. And for the most part, we're, we're basically sitting it on top of what our current process is, which makes sense because you're trying to essentially change things underneath it and get information from the things that are underneath it. So to, to walk through these these different options, this is what you called the full-scale batch system, and this is mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles. I'm assuming there's maybe an option with less bells and whistles or something that's a little bit simpler? Yeah, absolutely. So that that sounds daunting because that is the, the top end, the full-scale solution. Mm-hmm. If you go to the opposite extreme, uh, you can have what I term controller-based batch, uh, which is where with your existing control system, uh, you initialize or configure programming to basically mimic a typical batch system. Okay. Uh, you can have simple sequencing, you know, all the way up to uh, some pretty sophisticated batch component control in there, uh, just with your typical system integrator programming. Uh, you utilize your current process HMI as your batch interface. Uh, and then your batch reporting uh, is done through just configuration with your controller and HMI. So essentially everything's done in the controller itself just through programming. So this is just basically a small scale local batch system. That's right. Okay. And then you have between those two extremes, there's a whole range of really middle ground solutions that the range is basically pushing, you know, those full scale elements down into the controller. um, And you have a whole range of that. And essentially that middle ground solution 
can really be, be pretty sophisticated in itself because there's a lot of great tools. Uh, and I'm more hinting at a, a factory top batch application. Sure. Uh, but there's a whole range of, of libraries and objects that mimic that server based system and move it down into the controller. Certainly. So that makes things a little bit nicer in terms of we have options, but too many options. It's like the illusion of choice. Now, now we're, <laughs> we have so many things to pick from. It's, it's a little bit overwhelming. So what, what does my process need? How do I dictate, how do I dictate what to deploy? Yeah. So uh, just like in the, in the first podcast, we looked at a, a range of, definition elements to determine if batch is needed, uh, you can look at your process and look at the process characteristics that are there to help determine uh, where in that range your, your system falls. And the first thing I guess I would say in, in analyzing a process is if, if you have a highly regulated process uh, that needs to be compliant to some regulation and highly validated, that that's the first dead giveaway that you're leaning towards that full scale solution. Like you mentioned last episode with pharma. I mean, that's, that's pretty yep. obvious you're dealing with drugs and I know there's a lot of regulations around there. Exactly. And beyond that, there's other characteristics that kind of help, help you plot in that range where, where your process falls. And the first one I would say would be arbitration. And what we mean by arbitration is you know, multiple processes running concurrently with shared equipment um, are easier to manage with a full scale system. So if those building blocks that we talked about earlier, if product A to product B has a lot of shared building blocks mm -hmm. and you have to negotiate that control, uh, it's a little easier to do with a full scale system. So just just to clear that portion up for me, does that mean they're using them? like back to back or is it, it is like maybe the same machine producing two things at once or, or could you give maybe an example of, of something that's heavy in arbitration? Yeah. So, you know, not typically two products at once because uh, you're, you're pretty much running a recipe to make one product, sure. but within that recipe um, you could have, you know, a pumping operation or a certain valve alignment that you've grouped together uh, that doesn't apply to just one phase of that recipe. And you can even have, you know, two phases that run uh, parallel together that may have a shared piece of equipment. So I'm imagining it's, uh, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. You have to use the oven to cook all sorts of different things, but you want them to be hot and kind of ready all at the same time. That's right. Exactly. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, so another process characteristic uh, besides the extent of arbitration would be supervisory control. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is essentially how are recipes and batches to be managed? Who is going to manage that part of the process? Uh, so if it's an engineer, there's only a handful of recipes uh, and the batches are generated on the, the process floor, you know, that is not as complex. So it, it leans you more towards that middle ground. But as we mentioned before, if it's something 
that's pushed down from above mm -hmm. from a MES type layer and pushed down into the control system and run from there. That leans towards the, the fuller scale option. Sure. Uh, then a, another kind of obvious one is process scale. When you break that process and in, into its modularity, how, how big is that scale? How, you know, what's the number of units? How many recipes are you running? How many controllers are involved? So the more complicated your process, probably the more complicated your uh, batch system. Exactly. So yeah. as that scale grows, it, it just leans you towards the, the top end solution. Or if it's more, you know, a middle ground or smaller, you obviously move towards a, a more middle ground solution there. Sure. And I'm assuming if we're talking about scale of things, then cost probably comes up too. Yeah, exactly. Cost is, is usually right there in the forefront of the conversation. So when you think about cost and in, in analyzing this process of what solution you need, you're kind of leveraging, to me, you're leveraging configuration effort versus your hardware, software, and licensing cost. And also, you're leveraging your existing infrastructure as well. So those factors all come together to think about that, where cost fits in. And sure. what I mean by leveraging configuration effort, if, if you're toward, if you're trying to implement a more controller-based batch solution, there's a lot more configuration involved, a lot more logic programming to mimic that batch system, you know, versus an out-of-the-box tools that come, you know, with your full-scale solution. Sure. And then I have to imagine the more logic configuration that has to be done, you know, you may save in cost here, but say five, 10 years down the road, you need to change that process. I'd imagine, you know, if we have the full scale system, at least the way you're alluding to, it might be a little bit easier to make changes and be a little more agile than if we had everything running on a controller based system. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point. And, and that's kind of one of my characteristics I've listed is, you know, what's the future process expansion, you know, what's on the horizon Sure. Where do you see your process being in five to 10 years down the line? And it, just as you said, it's much easier to build upon, you know, a full scale or even a middle grade solution than if you have all this programming down in the controller, like you mentioned. Well, it sounds like obviously these process characteristics that you've listed out are a good starting point to identify. Do we need the lowest level of system or the highest level of system? And I'd imagine in a lot of cases, it's something in between. So obviously this is a large undertaking and something that is difficult to understand on your own. But fortunately, we have smart people like Stephen and McNaughton McKay around to help. So if you have identified that you do need a batch system or you're, you're still trying to figure out if you do in the first place, certainly reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager and we can get you in touch with people who really know batch and can help you design and implement the batch system that is most appropriate for your process. Steven, thanks so much for walking us through. I feel a lot more comfortable with batch uh, at, at this point than I used to. Awesome, well, I, I hopefully I've done my job a little bit. I'm, I'm glad I could help out. <laughs>